Cheers! Welcome to Wine Some Lose Some. I'm Jane. And I'm Jamie. And we're drinking. We are drinking. <laughs> it's Friday. It is Friday. It's pouring down rain outside. Cold. We both just ate a lot of challah bread. Challah! <laughs> Which is the best. My favorite it for really the holidays. Is. I hate that it's seasonal though because I make use it for French toast. And I mean you can get it. It's hard. I used to get it at Trader Joe's. They don't sell it anymore. I feel like when it's the off season. Certain places. You gotta just try it a little bit. You harder. gotta, yeah. So this is our warm your soul, fireside, cozy deep, winter rest. Rich, cozy winter rest. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Which is what is needed right now. Right. Um, as we were preparing for this episode, though, and as we have gotten older, we're more aware of the alcohol level. Yes. Especially in, in red wines. I mean, even there are some sneaker whites though where I, I check it more often too. But these are definitely food wines. Yeah. Um, because save for this first one, uh, they're all 14 and a half percent alcohol. Which is high. Which is just it's just, I mean, you have two glasses of that before you've eaten dinner. And yeah. you might need a nap before dinner. Like, yeah. it's just, you feel it. You mm-hmm. feel it. Yeah. I, I just feel like anymore, once it's over 14, you just feel it. Or even 13 and a half percent. Like, you just, the alcohol just hits, hits you. you. Yeah. Um, and not all of the wines, but a lot of them that are, you can even smell it. And right. It, it hits, hits you instantly on yeah. your nose. It's like, like, it burns boozy. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like that's typically... A symptom of a wine, not to say that it wasn't made well, but that they just weren't careful enough in that if alcohol is the first thing that hits Mindful, you, yeah. no matter of the, the percentage, like mm-hmm. that it should be more well integrated than that. Typically. Right. It shouldn't be so much about the taste of alcohol. Right. It's more about. Or the smell of alcohol. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 And some of them smell hot. Like you can just. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. So, but this first one is only 13%, right? 13, 13 and a half. Uh, yeah, it's 13. 13. Yeah. Um, but it's still, uh, so back, backtrack. Right. Oof. Um, this is a Elsa Bianchi, a Malbec out of Mendoza, Argentina. Um, Mendoza is really like pretty much the region of Argentina that most people are familiar with and right. like the heart of wine growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mendoza is the highest elevation vineyards in most of Argentina. Um, so it's not uncommon. I mean, cause again, it's Southern hemisphere. So it's, it's baffling to think that, um, I mean, Buenos Aires, the, the major city in Argentina, I think this, Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, we'd have to look it up. I think it sits at six thousand feet elevation. They're high. Just as a yeah. like, think about it. like that's crazy. Yeah. Um. So it's not uncommon for a lot of the vineyards as you get out of the city even to be at like nine thousand feet elevation. Wow. Um. Yeah. And what does that really do for? Is it more about the soils that grow up there, or because I wouldn't think elevation specifically would make a difference. Does it have to do with what grows up there? So what fertilizes the soil? So um, I think in these cases, I mean, one, a lot of that part of the country is just at a higher elevation. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, it, it, it's just a little bit different topography. So for right. us to wrap our brains around the fact that right. I mean, we're literally at sea level right now, mm-hmm. like, that seems crazy tall, but the fact that yeah. even the major city is, is there. At, the, at that elevation. Um, but it does change just the amount of some, like, some that they, the, the grapes yeah. get. And um, the being heat. at that high of elevation is cold. Well, right. So yeah. it's warm during the day, but then, like the 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 diurnal shift. Exactly. It's Just like, the difference between night and day and the temperatures is right. what helps maintain a very well balanced grape. Right. Um, because the worst thing that you want for a grape is a crazy hot, dry amount of sun all day long, and then for it to not really cool down at night. Because then that means the grapes, the grapes ne- well, they'll never get any acid either. Right. And they'll just be overblown, over the top, no balance, mm-hmm. no structure. Right. Um, so the elevation definitely leads to that. That sort of and thing. And because you can mm-hmm. tell in this, like, yes, in the first sip, like, it's rich and it's unctuous, but then it's rather light on its feet at the same time. Like, it's not overwhelming. Right. Um this is it's, a 2019, so it's young. It's young. Well, but it would have been, uh, mind you, they harvest grapes six months before we do. Oh, well, uh, yeah. So, because, like, literally, yeah. I have a 2020, uh, uh, it's a Chilean mm-hmm. rosé that just wow. arrived. Oh, because, yeah, because their harvest season is way the opposite of ours. Right. And basically. so, those great. I mean, right. so, yeah, you look at it like, wait, what, 2020? Yeah. But, the grapes were picked in March, and for rosé, it only takes three-ish yeah. months or so to right. make it. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, beyond Beaujolais Nouveau, that's... Right. Yeah. That's insane. No, it's good, though. It's it's fruit-forward, but not overly... Right. It's not... It's, good... it's not over... Overly in any of the categories. Like, Mm-mm. you could totally drink this with food, but it doesn't It doesn't need need it. No. Food. It is on the tart side, like like it feels like it's young, yeah. which it could sit for longer. Yeah, I mean, this particular bottling from them, I, I mean, full disclosure, it's a screw cap. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, there's not a lot of it that's going to change, nor was it made in a way. Like, um, it was all made in stainless steel. Like, it saw very little oak. Um, so, like, mm-hmm. there's not a lot there for it to change or to right. morph into something different. Um, I mean, it might be that if you let it sit for a couple hours or even like tomorrow, mm-hmm. come back to it and see that it's Open up opened a up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, but no, it's good. Actually, what did you, uh, I kind of like it's tartness. Like yeah. It, again, it's still rich enough that like big, bold red wine drinkers, if you poured this for them, they wouldn't be disappointed. No, but it's it it's one that is much more um, universal. Mm-hmm. Like in the world of Malbecs, this is lighter than what sure. I've had in the past. Um, but that's not a bad thing. No, like I don't mind that at all. But it's still got enough juiciness yeah. and like liveliness, and it's super cheap and cheerful. It's right. twelve bucks a bottle. Oh, twelve bucks a bottle, easy. Right. That's nice. <laughs> Because sometimes I think that is the trick, especially, I mean, with South American wines, like, I mean, how do you decide? Like, mm-hmm. one that, okay, is this one going to be big and rich and bold? Or, yeah. I mean, there's there's just a lot well, it, to... It's almost like Malbec's 
I mean, not they're not the same in any way as Pinot Noir, but it's similar in that you can get so many different levels of it. Right. It can and, be bold. It can be not well, bold, or one be... that is made in a way that should age for a little bit longer, mm -hmm. which I've had those as well. And yeah, I mean, once you get a couple of years on them, it changes things dramatically. Right. Um, but it's the same thing with Oregon Pinot. Like yeah. the Oregon Pinots are so much better after a couple of years. It's like you drink a young Oregon Pinot and it tastes like a young, yeah. it's young. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really fresh and bright and a little tart and there's not a lot there to it yet. Right. But you wait three, four, five years and, and then it's, it's just so amazing. Different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like it. It's not too shabby. Yeah. It's just nice and easy and, and pleasing without being yeah. too much of any one thing. Absolutely. I would totally sit on the couch with a blanket watching the holiday with this wine. I hope you watch it. I haven't watched that one yet this season. I, I watched... had never seen it. What? And I was like, well, he, yes. I think he kind of had seen it because then he tried to like guess at the the plot line. I was like, but you're kind of saying any rom-coms plot line. Yeah. Like, that's mean, that's not fair. That's what they all are. I love that movie. And I've watched so many of my favorite Christmas movies this year, more so than every yeah. other year. But I've not watched that one yet, so I need to. It's, it's really good. I did get the Family Stone. Which oh, we watched that too. The other favorite. Day. I love that movie. And I watched the because it randomly popped up on on whatever streaming platform. Uh, the Family Man. I forgot how much I love that oh, movie, even though Cage. I hate Nick Cage. Yeah, like well, it he, was one of the. Well, it's because Taylor Leone's in it. She yeah. makes it good. She's great. There, one of my favorite lines ever that I say all the time is from that movie, and he's looking at his clothes, and he's like, "Oh, this is subpar." <laughs> use that term all the time yeah i forgot about that movie That's it's pretty one. cute and the little girl in it because she's like you're not my real dad yeah. are you so cute and then she's like well can you make hot chocolate all right then you can stay then you can stay yeah That's all so right cute. i forgot about that one okay wine right, so all these wines are great to cozy up yeah with a blanket and or a cat or a child or a dog on your lap or just by yourself or by yourself Ooh, um i just cheers my microphone or my other favorite Christmas movie, as of recently, uh, is it called White Christmas? The Bing Crosby. Oh, yeah, White Rosemary Christmas. Rosemary Clooney. It's oh, yeah. so good. It's classic. And classic. It's just so good. But classic in a good way. Like, right. Everyone's like, oh, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, it's classic. Oh, but that I movie's don't. awful. It's sorry. Well, and it's so, so old. Like, It's a Wonderful Life is just, it's, it's showing its age, I feel like, at this point, especially well, to people who were born, I don't know past 1965 right like, my whole thing with it is everyone's like it's such a feel-good movie no it's, no, it's not. not it's the a horrible whole entire sad. movie he i love jimmy stewart he's one of my favorite actors of all time he looks like he is nuts the entire movie in his character his mind is just off the rails it's, yeah that's what i'm saying it's, it's like, like he's losing his right. mind he's I, crazy I, i've never liked them and i mean it's yeah it's just okay great yeah the last five minutes make you feel like oh yeah Right, but it's a long ways to get to those last Ooh. five minutes. That movie's long, too. I know. Yeah. If I'm going to watch a Jimmy Stewart movie, I'm going to watch The Philadelphia Story, because that movie but is then the best. No, it's not. It's not. It's true. Okay, so, wine numero dos. It's intense, bro. Well, yeah. So, we have one of the cutest labels ever. It is from Michael David. It's called Petite Petite, part of his Freak Show series. Because so it's all like circusy. Yes. So the label has two giant 
elephants on it, which is cute for the potatoes. But then all the side shows, literally on the side. Everything, yeah. Yeah, the bearded and lady. There's and like the... tons of meanings in all of his labels, and he has 420 written on every label. Huh. Somewhere, you have to find it. I don't... It's uh, a fun game. Yeah. So... So it's a blend of Petite Syrah and Petite Verdot. I believe it's 85 Petite Syrah oh. and 15 Petite Verdot, I believe. You might have to Because this says it's all it. Petite Syrah on the label. No, it's not. But it does. It just says Petite Syrah. Mm. I'm just saying. Let's look that up. But it's... Um, that's... Yeah. That's... I'm scared. It's... It's intense. It's it just it's, smells and it's, it's so, so it's you can't it, see through this. You can't. It's it so is like thick. cough syrup thick. Yeah. Like and like there's no opacity whatsoever. No. Like you can't. What well, even a it, teeny tiny bit under the bright light. Ooh, when you put it under the light, it's a beautiful color. But yes, it is. Mm. Uh, it's intense. As I mean, petite syrah is pretty damn intense. Oops. I think my only issue with it, mm -hmm. one of my issues, um, it's a bit jammy. Yeah. And that is, unfortunately, just a side effect or the, just what a lot of, you know, well-priced, what you would call maybe budget wines from California, especially out of like Lodi, mm -hmm. where it's not a, any fun. sort of, yeah, it's not any sort of prestigious vineyards or Appalachian or whatever. And they just tend to over oak the crap out of them, and it makes it it makes it taste cough syrupy. And so this is the 2017, and the vintage before this, to me, was better. And I don't know if it's a time thing or just a palate thing. I don't know what it was, but it seemed less jammy. It was yeah. a little more smoky. And this is really it's. There's just a lot of vanilla. Yeah. It's like it's, it's, yeah. super ripe cherry and vanilla-y. So it is, it's 85% Petite Syrah and 15 Petite Verdot. Oh, which so is that's why, why they, they don't even it, say Petite Verdot. Yeah, because right? it's Petite Petite and they right. spell it the two different right. ways. Yeah, because it's the blend. And that's, I mean, Petite Verdot, you will see it by itself sometimes, but it's so very rare. rare. And usually if it's in wines, it's very little of it because it's right. so And intense. especially even more so in California. I mean, it's really... It, it, not a lot of it is grown outside of France. Right. Um, well, actually, or they use it as like a blending grade. Right. Like that's really There it. is a winery in um, Battleground or Richfield called Confluence and they put, I believe, 3% of Petit Verdot in like every single one of their... Because Which I wish, like in this like one though, I wish there was more Petit Verdot because Petit, Petit Verdot is pepperier and is um, more tannic. And this mm -hmm. wine, I feel like, could actually benefit from that. From it, like, being a 50-50 blend. Because Petite Straw is so just over-the-top mm -hmm. and, like, ripe and rich and, like, yeah. Yeah, this one, it, this one's strong. Ooh. It's just, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, and sure, again, with, I don't know, pot rose? I'm thinking of something yeah. really fatty. Fatty, yeah. And Prime meaty. rib, maybe. Although, like. Use horseradish with that, right? And so <laughs> then, it, yeah. But like, just I, I something. And I, so the first time I had this wine was the previous year, and it was it was one that I didn't feel like I needed food with. Like I could just drink mm -hmm. it, and it was fine. This one, I don't feel mm -hmm. that way at all. It's too much. It's too intense. Because um, even something as simple as like this isn't a charcuterie wine. Like 
just like salamis and cheeses and baguette. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't hold up. I don't think. Like, or I would just feel like I need more. You need like, more. I could handle maybe it, but I'm pate, a red wine Maybe pate because oh, yeah. it's fat, like yeah, really fatty, like mm-hmm. like duck liver pate with like lots of cognac in it. That like that sounds fancy. As I'm drinking, as it's sitting here, it's I'm getting used to it. But it's but, still like it's tough to want to go. But I would prefer to have something else. Right. But if I was somewhere and this is what they poured, I'd still drink it. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, and how much is this? That, you'll find it usually around 15-ish, 15, 17, okay. depending on where you are. Yeah. So it's not, like, cheap, cheap. No, it's not. It's right. not. The whole freak show line is usually around 15 to $20, depending. Um, but, again, they're California Reds, and California right. Reds are always bigger, bolder, jammier. Oh, right. uh, you know, maybe if you get into, like, you know, Sonoma or Santa Barbara where you get the cool ocean influence. Sure, you might not get right. that as much, but all the other stuff that from Lodi and places like well, this. Right. Yeah. It's the Central Valley stuff yeah. that is always going to kind of taste very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I guess to me, it just, it tastes like an 11 or $12 wine. If it was 11 or 12 bucks or 15 or 16 mm-hmm. that doesn't sound like a lot, but if you're buying yeah. six to 12 bottles of right. wine at a time or mm-hmm. even three or four, like that difference adds up where it's just like, I guess I just... I feel like it tastes not quite worth that price. And Especially when we're talking the grocery store price. Cause, yeah. I mean, groceries just have very, they have a pretty slim markup. Mm-hmm. Especially when you buy six or more bottles, you get the extra discount. Like Right. Right. I'm bummed because this same Michael David, who does, he does a, a myriad of different, he does earthquake wines, he does inkblot wines, he does, you know, a myriad of different wines, including the Freak Show. And he has one. That's called Six Cents Syrah, and that one just won um, an award in a competition that was going on in Europe, where it was the only Syrah that was chosen from America to mm. win, and it's in the top ten in the world. But where is that one grown? I think it's also Lodi. Mm. But Syrah grows well and hot. But Syrah wants it not that hot. Maybe it's on the like inner. Syrah wants a like a, a middle ground. I feel like yeah, but it grows eastern Washington, so that's hot. Yeah, but I feel like yeah, it's tricky. It, yeah, but eastern Washington cools really nicely, mm-hmm. whereas Lodi doesn't like. No. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, so add that to. Yeah. Our next. I know. I want to California. I, I totally dropped the ball on that. I wasn't even thinking, and I was like, shit, I should have got that. Um. So for the next one, we're torn. So I decided because 2020 is a dumpster fire. Mm. And just in general, this has always been my thought on wine. Like, what are we all saving wine for? Right. Like, I guess it, like, sometimes it's like, oh, I went to this winery with this person or this group of people, and I tasted this wine. It was so amazing, and I bought a bottle or two. But after so, like, how long are you going to save it? Yeah. Until, because one, with some wines, I mean, not all wines, like, you can wait too long and it's not better. I've lost a couple bottles that I spent a decent amount of money on because I was waiting for the perfect time to open it. And And anymore, it's just like, open it, drink it. Like, and if it's some, if it's like, oh, well, somebody gave me this bottle of wine. Well, 
open it and Zoom them, call them, FaceTime mm-hmm. them, and be like, oh my God, I'm Mom finally knows. drinking that amazing yeah. bottle of wine you gave me. Thank you so much. I miss you. Whatever. Like, right. now, make any random day. There are the cases where I have certain bottles of wine that I'll go on something called Cellar Tracker to see if, if it's, it's the prime, prime time. Yeah, absolutely. And Cellar Tracker doesn't have all the wines, of course. Well, no, and but, Cellar Tracker on some of the wines. The prime drinking time can also be rather vague. It'll yeah. give you a three-year window. Or more than that. Yeah. So it's like, well, okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's where, you know. You just kind of have Certain to, things you need to do a little bit of research. Right. Or just. Depending on what the wine is. Yeah. And, I mean, if you've had anything with a screw cap sitting on your wine rack or wherever you keep wine for longer than, I don't know, six to eight months. Just freaking drink it. <laughs> I don't know what you're waiting for. Because it's not getting better. Uh, well, it won't get better, but it won't get worse as quickly. No, but it, depending on what it is, yeah. you're not. I mean, if you wait five years, you might yeah. be really just bummed out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, long story short, right. we brought our, our celebrity wet, celebrity wed, <laughs> celebrity red wine. But then I also busted out a um, 2013 Chateau Neuf de Pomme, which I kind of feel like we should end on. I think we should too. Just because. Because I'm very excited to try it. I just, I mean, I feel like if we try the Chateau Neuf now and then we go to this. I don't think we should. Questionable (laughs) celebrity one that we've neither had before. It could be a real bummer. Real bummer. Okay. So we're going to do the celebrity wine. Not quite last. We're gonna try it now and breaking see tradition. The best for last. Yes. Um now technically thick as F too. Um apparently this is a celebrity. It is. I mean, I, I've heard his name. He's huge. You just but don't I, know him. It doesn't mean a lot to me. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a celebrity that maybe not everybody like Post he's, Malone, I guess maybe not everybody no, knows I would, Post Malone. I would think that. Absolutely not. What was one of the other? Kyle McLaughlin, I guess he's not. Oh, yeah, no. People might know his face, but they may not know his name. I mean, but between being in Sex and the City and... Um, oh, that's right. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Like, I feel I like that, that kind of did segue him into being recognizable to a whole different sect of people. But Yeah, that's true. So... We will tell you now, this is Z. Alexander Brown. A.K.A. Um, Zach Brown, with no Zach, K. Uh, Z-A-C Brown. Z, yeah, Zach Brown Band, for, I'm sure a lot of you out there know Zach Brown Band. I know Zach Brown Band. They're kind of like a country rock band. And my husband loves them, which is ironic because he hates country. But he swears that they are not country. What's their number one song? Uh... Something about toes in the water and ass in the sand or something like that. Hmm. Sounds very country. Yeah. I mean, right? Um, let's look it up. But so, I mean, I feel like as is with 98% of all celebrity wines, he just thought it would be fun to put his name on a label. Like, it has his signature and the winemaker's signature on the back. Um... I mean, I guess it does say bottled by Z. Alexander Wine. And it's his brother. His brother's involved, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we don't really know. We have no idea what this is made out of. It's their proprietary red blend. 
Right. Which was what? $14.99 at the grocery store? Uh, yeah, somewhere yeah. in there. I think that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, it's way better than that petite Than the petite straw. Because it smells really rich, but I have a feeling there's quite a bit of Cabernet Sauvignon in here. There, I think that was one of yeah. the grapes. So it's got really nice acid and tannins. Mm -hmm. That's not horrible. I don't hate it. But yeah, it's good. I mean, it's a it's, little... It's, it's definitely a rich, cozy, decorating your tree kind of wine. Yeah, it's tart though. Like not tart is the wrong astringent. It's, There's a bit of an astringency it's, where it's just maybe not well balanced. Like astringent. Like I, if there is merlot in here, I feel like it could actually have a little bit more mm -hmm. merlot to smooth it out a little mm -hmm. bit. But it it is definitely not like crazy over the top. No, I and I was so worried I that it was going to be. Yeah, I was worried that it was going to be like super jammy and no, super I appreciate heavy. That. It also doesn't have a lot of highs or lows. Like it no. kind of just lives it right drops off. in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. But um, reasonably priced and it has a cute the owl They're going is for like a zoo theme. I think they like have owls. I think their whole line has owls. Well, because everything's uncaged, so I feel like it's different animals. I swore the Chardonnay had like a giraffe oh, did or it? an elephant or a rhinoceros or a some other a zebra. <laughs> it was a very um, exotic I they animal. Were all owls. Okay, so not that we've been reading any of the other ones, but I oh, give that right. one a hard or a strong six point seven five. Okay. Yeah, I Whereas was going to say the, in the, the petite, petite, I was going to say six. I'm sorry, that one gets like a three point five for me. Um, I would give the petite petite like a four point five. Okay, but their old petite petite, I would have given more like a seven. So, well, this is going to be. Has it? See what's sad funny? Long oh, I think so. Okay. Um, because look at how much less dense it is. It's definitely more. Um, so we're pouring the shot enough to It's more now. structured. And also because it's older, things have changed structurally with the wine. I mean, this wine is seven, seven years old. old. Yeah. Um, Ooh, it smells lovely. So yeah, it's definitely lighter. the color actually changes. Like when this wine was young, it was a deeper, richer color. But as it ages, the tannins and the uh, color change mm -hmm. and fall out of it a little bit more. Oh, that's nice. As it develops a complexity. My favorite It thing. has like a real leathery smell, smell to it that I like. Like a leathery. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like leather, almost leather bound books. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, it smells. Or it's, like a brick. It's more, it's like brick leather. Like I don't know how to describe that. And like licorice-y. Oh, I don't get licorice. Well, my favorite thing about this wine is the name of it. The area. The house of the Pope. Chateau Neuf de Pop. It's yep. a fun thing to say. Yep. Um, and it's just, it's a very his, historically rich area. I mean, the the appellation of Chateau Neuf de Pop, as far as a wine growing appellation, has only been around since about the 1920s. Um, but all the labels, or all the bottles rather, are, they're much heavier thicker glass bottle mm -hmm. and they have an embossed glass inscription of the the pope's seal on the it. Oh, right. um 
And so just, I mean, that instantly makes it feel fancier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chardonnay's are probably, like, as far as, especially at this time of year, when you know somebody likes wine and you want to spend a little money, either you're going to their house or you want to give them a gift and you aren't quite sure which kind of wine they like, mm-hmm. I feel like this is that perfect it's in-between yeah. of, like, oh, maybe they like really heavy wines. Maybe they like a lighter, more Pinot Noir. This really is a happy medium between all of those, like, because it just, it has a lot of personality. I mean, especially once you've aged it for a little bit, mm-hmm. it, it has more personality. Yeah. And well, and you were saying the grapes that grow in Chateauneuf to Pop, there's, it's, it's a pretty big variety. It's not like, you know, if you're, it, it's not like it's hyper-focused, like Chablis, you know, or whatever. That's just like, Except this is for, I mean, so there's 13 grapes allowed in red Chateauneuf to Pop. Um, Grenache is always the dominant one in, in, in almost all of the wines. Like Grenache is king down there. It's, it's what keeps these wines together. Um, this one is 70% Grenache, 20% Syrah and 10% Mouvain. Okay. Um, uh, most of those vines are all 80 years or more in age. Um, which changes things as grapes or as, as the vines like strive to grow deeper, deeper to get the water and um, it you know older vines definitely do make wine taste so much different. The more they like, struggle, that's a, that's a, the better. It... Well, the more they struggle, and as they get older, they yield less. Mm-hmm. So, but what there is is better. It's more concentrated. Right. It's better fruit, and it's just different. Like you mm-hmm. can, it's it's. I mean you have to drink a lot of different wines and find out the age of them to really Really see the difference. But when you taste certain wines that are from older vines, Mm -hmm. there really is a difference. And what's this one specifically? Domaine du... Du Banneret. Banneret. Okay. But, I mean, the one thing I have to give credit to is that it is light as fuck on its feet for being 14.5% alcohol. Uh, seriously, like we were just talking about how the hot and the smell, and, and this is so well it. integrated. You can, yeah, and I sure, would never again, know that. that's due to the age, it's incorporated nicely. Yes. You'd never buy a Chardonnay that's less than two years old because they age it for a certain yeah. time at the winery before they even release it. Mm-hmm. But if you bought a younger one, maybe you might sense a little bit more of that. But right. at this age, like, yeah, no, it's I don't think that at all. Perfect right yeah, now. it's delightful, and now what yours you don't quite remember what you paid for this one but normally on a a retail yeah i mean be expected to pay about 50 dollars okay like 50 you know sure you you might find some yeah yeah 43 45 but then you might find some that are 53 55 so like 50 is a pretty happy medium uh that you could find multiple so and leading into the holidays like gift giving and things like yeah. that when you want to step it up a notch and not just go because you know like we don't buy this kind of stuff all the time sure we don't drink this kind of stuff all the time it's that's a lot of money to spend on wine but sometimes it's nice to splurge oh, absolutely and you can taste the splurge differently mm-hmm. it's good these are special occasion wines mm-hmm. or again go through like your wine rack and be like Oh man, somebody gave me this two, three Christmases ago. What am I saving what it am for? I, yeah. So yeah. So we'll have to do a, a raid the cellar. Yeah. 
California and just some fancy ones. That'd be fun. That would yeah. be really fun. I've, we have so many <laughs> ideas. <laughs> I know. We got to really focus for the new year mm-hmm. of like mapping out the, you know, next even map out 10 episodes at a time or something mm-hmm. of like things. Um, well, yeah. We have a couple on the horizon, one for sure being, much to Jamie's disappointment, my all Chardonnay episode, <laughs> which I'm actually really excited I'm about. I'm excited because for Chardonnay is the like such... he gets well, it gets such a bad rap. Yes, thank you, California. But then here's the deal: it is the most consumed varietal wine in the United States. It is also. It's also the one most mass the produced. Grape, it's well, the most like yes, but it is also one of the few grapes out there that you can do so many different things with it. Well, right, and you never know what you're getting. Yeah, it's when like you buy. it's like the egg of wine. You can, I mean, you, can you can soft boil it. Yes, you can, you can poach it. it. You can you can, po- yeah. you can devil it. See, can, it's like that. Yeah, okay, because you can you put it on oak, you put it on cement, you put it on uh, stainless steel. You grow it in this region, that region, this much heat, that much heat. It's well, right, and it is like that's it. the thing that is kind of fascinating about Chardonnay when you think about. Okay, it's grown everywhere in California. In every part of California. Oh, yeah. On the coast, which is where it shines. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sonoma Coast, the Monterey Coast. Oh, yeah. The coast. Yep. So, actual coast. Mm-hmm. But then it's grown in the Napa Valley. Yep. Which is, okay, Not. yeah, I guess some people could be like, well, the ocean is only 50 miles away. Yeah, there's still ocean it's like, influences. But, but it, in the summertime, it gets hot as balls in the Napa Valley and it just sits in there Mm -hmm. and there is not a marine layer to be found that comes through there so like those are the two different and then they grow it in Lodi yeah they grow it everywhere in California everywhere and then in Oregon Mm -hmm. kind of the same thing I mean sure our vineyards yes typically have a a cooler climate and more of a marine layer and Mm -hmm. whatever but then you see it I see it in Walla Walla Grunt. Oh, yeah. It, it's just like... Yep. In almost every other country, I have an Italian Chardonnay we're going to try for that episode. That'd be awesome. And that's and there's favorite. lots of Italian Chardonnay made, which isn't unusual, but mm-hmm. like it's grown all up and down in Italy, which mm-hmm. is a very different climate. Well, and then French to... Chardonnay, you like see Chablis. it grown yeah. in the northern part in Chablis, mm-hmm. but then you see it grown all, all, the, way down. all the way down to the Mediterranean. Yeah. And it's like... What? Yeah. Well, it's harder with, with Europe because places like Italy and France, they don't name their wines after their varietals. They name their wines after the area that well, they're grown in. You know, except Chablis, for, like, Chardonnay, though, well, except for Chablis, mm-hmm. there's nowhere else in, say, France or Italy that Chardonnay is the primary grape. So we, we'll just say Chardonnay. Oh, okay. So, if so it, only if in Chablis right. will it just say Chablis because... Right. Well, to the French, if you don't know what that means, then we don't care. We don't care, yeah. But if if you see it, I mean, or or it's likely to see it in a blend Mm -hmm. where I mean, lots of wines even in the United States don't say what's in their wine. It's it's a white blend. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, maybe you'll look it up and you'll figure it out, or maybe it doesn't even matter. Time you want, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think the Chardonnay episode's actually gonna be really. No, I think it's fine because we're gonna do a Chardonnay from different regions. Well, yeah, so, so far we have, 
an Oregon and Italian and the most recognizable Californian that I think I've had once. I don't know which one that is, but I'm not gonna say our celebrity one. And then the celebrity we one we're trying But to that would also that be down. California. Right, but they're very different. Oh, no, I remember the I remember now. Yeah, so and the, the two California it, it's kind of it's northern very and southern. Yeah. So I yeah. feel like they won't be competing. Yeah. Um and this one's just always one that I've never had it, but I've known about it forever. Right. So I think that will be fun. And then what else were you thinking about? Well, we're we want to do the regions, the like Chateau Montalegna and I've done a little research on, you know, the different areas and what brought them into fame, you know, like Chateau Montalegna for California. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Erie, kind of like the origin stories right, of, and like, how American wine got on the map right. a little bit. Uh, Erie Vineyards was actually one of the first vineyards in Cal- in Oregon. Um, so that was one. Irie. Damn it, I do that every time. Irie is one of the first vineyards in uh, Oregon. Yeah, they planted and, their first vines in, like, 65, 66-ish. Okay. And then um, there's a vineyard out in New York that's like the oldest vineyard in the United States. But that one just might be hard to get our hands on. I don't know. I'll have to see. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't remember. Brotherhood or something like that? I think it's called. Yeah. Anyway. Because um, sadly, there's been a, quite a few New York wine, like Finger Lakes. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking about New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, but Finger Lake wines that I've tried that are phenomenal, but I just don't think People know what to do with them. Outside well, of people who maybe live in New York and say, oh, this is so cool. Right. This is a local-ish wine. But, like, we don't get as much here because we have... Well, right. We're in the middle of wine country. And because I've had, like, really great Pinot Noir. Like, they do Pinot Noir and Riesling, for the most part, is mm-hmm. kind of the, what they do best, I feel like, out there. Yep. So, yeah, there's just not really a market for right. it. Like, well, where do I put this? Like, yeah. Well, in California... Most people couldn't find the Finger Lakes on a map anyway. Right. California's number one wine producer in the United States. Washington's number number two. two. Oregon's number three. And then Oregon and New York are like three and four. Yeah. I mean, we beat out Oregon. I would say by now. Pretty well, but but it's staggering that... I mean, not because they have just more land and the grapes that they grow can be planted more densely, but Washington more than doubles. It's like 11 times the amount of Oregon. No. Yeah, it is. It's like 11 times the amount. It's crazy. So, origin of like American wine story, Chardonnay, what else? And then we, I would love to do where we focus on the regions of the Europeans, you know, like we'll do Italy and we'll focus on some years. Oh, it could take forever, but we'll focus on, you know what I mean? Like, well, we start with maybe the bigger regions Mm -hmm. of like uh, Piedmont, Italy. Piedmont, it's huge. Um, Yeah, Tuscany. Tuscany. Given. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gets Sangiovese and all the things. Um, But yeah, we'll focus on, and then we'll do France and focus on, we've tried our Chateau Neuf du Pop, but you know what I mean? Like all the different, there's so many. Right. But it's fun. fun. That's the whole point. Yep. Learn all the regions. This is really good. I like this a lot. Like it's just so pleasing. It is. Mm -hmm. There's no weird bite to it. It's, Finishes no. really well. Yeah. It's like yes. floral in a really surprising way. It's it's just good. It's yeah. And you don't I mean have sure to have it should be good it. at fifty dollars. Like it's we tasted good. three sub 
almost 15-ish or sub-$20 bottles. And yeah. of course, I mean... This one's it, it, Not of course, because that can be like one of the... And that should be a... That would be a really fun tasting. The only problem is, is we need outside support of like... Literally, I need somebody to send me bottles. Already brown bagged. With the oh. foil cut off, so I can't, can't tell do any it. sort of super sleuthing, but the foil mm -hmm. to do like the blind uh, cost comparison because that is oh we should do mind that. blowing sometimes. Fred and Pete could help us with that. They could, but like we send either one of them to a wine store or a grocery store and be like, "What about Geiger? He's so cheap." That's perfect. No, but you want something expensive oh, and something and cheap. Something. Because so, that's the best comparison. Like two cheap bottles or like, you know, okay, uh, $11 bottle, a $17 bottle, a $30 bottle, a $50 bottle. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, or any variation of those kind of numbers thereof. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it can be really mind-blowing that the $50 bottle isn't always the best. Uh -huh. Because honestly... This $50 bottle that we're drinking right now is best because it aged properly. It did, yeah. Like, it were age, not just proper, but, like, it aged for the wow. appropriate amount of time. Yeah. And some wines, like, you buy a 50, 60, 70, 80, 100, mm -hmm. like, most people know when they're buying those wines. You're not buying them to drink them now. You're going to sit on yeah, them because down. you'll be... Right, really or you're buying it, it's costing you that much because it's already been laid down that long and you're sure. going to drink it right away. Right. Because that's a different story. But Yeah. Um, honestly, I feel like this could even lay down longer and it oh, still totally. would be It'd great. Be, yeah. But it's I feel like it's... It's in the pretty, window. Yeah. It's in the in the peaking window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the blind one would be really... We just need... Fun. We need help. We need outside. Well, Maybe. Mandy would be perfect for that. Oh, yeah. She would be. she'll spend well, money we, and she also can be but frugal. We, well, but we could also give her some parameters. Of or like Kristen. One, you know, because if we're going to try to at least guess what the wines are, well, don't go, Yeah. you know, don't go off the beaten trail right. and not, like, don't get weird. Yeah. But then also we can't give them, because that's where I struggle, like, we can't just give them a list of five different varietals and or regions. Because then we already have You're a already preconceived kind of notion of like, well, yeah. okay, this doesn't taste like that. Maybe I know what it could be. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, and yeah, I think that'd be super fun. That would be super fun. And again, fun. it's always, that's what's fascinating. Like, just because a wine costs more. Yeah, I, we did a tasting a while back before COVID when we were still doing work tastings. Where we that? tried the games. I know. Tell me a story. Tell, tell me a story about when we could get What together. was that? Was it... <laughs> It was the Camus uh, cab too. Was it like February though? Like right before everything shut down? It, I want to say it was like January, February, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. And um, I was not impressed. It just tastes like a jammy fruit forward. Uh, I mean, and bread. sure, again, you were tasting current vintage. Yeah. Probably not any not of the an older stuff. One. Yeah. And, I'm so, sure and those wines, that's the other thing. You pee that them. much, you'd be a Fool to drink it before yeah. five years. Yeah. And even better would be ten. Oh, yeah. For, especially with things like cabs. Like, they will right. sit. They will sit. I mean, five, I feel like it could still... Yeah. I, yeah. And I think there are certain times a year you get Camus at Costco. Still so bummed I didn't buy that. What was it? I saw a... It was a... Not a, a three liter or a five liter. 
of something, whatever. It doesn't even matter what it was, but it was like basic Italian blend, maybe yeah, it was Tuscan. Like thirty bucks. Or it something? was like thirty four dollars. I know. And so, is it gone now? Yeah. Well, the problem was, <laughs> it was on my way back from taking my mom to Eugene, um, and it was so it was the Wilsonville Costco. Like no. hell, I'm driving back no. to the because what? That's not my normal. No, that's not your normal. No. And I just happened to be like, oh, I'm here. Yeah. Let's check out a new Costco. And little did I know. Yeah. I'm opening a Jeroboam of Phantom Red Blend for Christmas with my in-laws. What's that? Phantom? Where? Yeah. Uh, Phantom is like the higher level um, Bogle wine. Oh. So it's their, you know. And it's kind of, it's really big, especially around Halloween, because of the name, you know, mm. obviously. Um, but it's just a higher end, nicer, smoother, it's got good oak. It's um, like Cabrillot, It's a, Yeah, it's yeah. your typical red yeah. blend. Um, and it's it, not the three liter size, but the normal size is going to run you like, probably similar to the Michael David. It's going to be like 15, 17, but, yeah. you know, somewhere in that area. They have a Chardonnay also, which I have not tried yet. But mm. the the red one's pretty good. Yeah. Like it's it's definitely. And who doesn't little... love the big bottles of wine? I know. I mean, and it's fun. three liter bottle is fucking huge. I mean, next year for our Christmas party, it's gonna be all big bottles. Yes. It's like Seriously. all of it like builds stands for yes. for them. I want to see what I've only seen in person. The Jeroboam size, which is the three liter. So it's like four bottles of wine in one I bottle. thought I'd give you one that was a bigger one. Nope. The rosé? No, an empty it's... bottle. Like, no. that I randomly found some. Nope. Nope, mm. I have the rosé bottle that you got for me. And that's a... That was the... A three liter. That was a three liter. Yeah. yeah. But it looks bigger because it's, tall, it's like right. taller and it's skinnier. It's got a skinnier Where neck. the Phantom is fat and shorter, yeah. but weighs a yeah. goddamn ton. Um... But I would love to see an even bigger one in person. I've never seen I know. Well, we definitely won't be doing big bottles for the podcast, though. No. That would be sad. <laughs> and, well, I think we just break a lot of stuff. Yes. Like, we're trying to we pour them. Yes. It's not easy to pour a bottle but that big. And we can have holiday parties again. Um, I would love oh, to see. I can't remember what they call it. King something, the one that's 20 bottles of wine. In that's a Nebuchadnezzar? That's right, yes. I used to know there's a, what's the word, like a thing to help you remember. The, oh, all the different sizes? Well, because it goes Magnum, Jeroboam, see, and then I already, you, like, yeah. um, well, because part of the problem is, is in different regions, like Bordeaux and Champagne and Burgundy, mm -hmm. There's three liters or four liters, or there's four liters or six liters, and they're called oh. different. They can be okay. called the same thing, but depending on where it is, it's either four liters or six liters. It gets a little complicated. Yeah. I'm pretty sure a Nebuchadnezzar is the biggest one, though. I think you're right. That sounds... Okay, here's I, I want to say a Methuselah is the next this, up from a Jeroboam. Yeah, I think you're right. Let's see. This... But then it gets real murky. Yeah, Methuselah... Okay, so it's... Magnum? Uh, split... Which is the tiny, oh. 187, a half bottle, a standard bottle, a Magnum, which is 1.5, a Jeroboam, which is four bottles, Methuselah. So no, a Jeroboam is three liters. It's 4.5 liters. That's what this says. See? That's where it gets complicated. Okay, well, it's technically a Jeroboam. Yeah, four bottles. 
A gerbil is four bottles, which is three liters. So I don't know. See, and that's where it gets caught. Because think then, of, do the math. A magnum is 1.5 liters, which is two so regular bottles. Double. So it'd be double, yeah. which is three liters. This so could the, just be this po right. poster. But that's where it gets really, it just. Then it's Methuselah, then Salmanazar, Balthazar, and then Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, which is a 20 and, liter bottle. Correct. Yeah, well, this is 15, but again, this See, is just wrong. I always thought that 20 liter was the biggest as a Nebuchadnezzar. Um, and they're named after... Biblical kings. Kings, yeah. Oh, see, this one says the Nebuchadnezzar is 20. Balthazar oh, is 16. So it's going by... I oh, think this is going by bottles, bottles, not liters. Yeah, so it's 20 bottles of right. wine. Yeah, but I always thought a Nebuchadnezzar really was 20 liters. Well... I thought that a Jeroboam was three liters. It is. Oh, see, this is these are wrong. So I don't know. No, I know a Jeroboam's three liters. We're just confusing everything. So what they're saying in this one, they're saying a three liter is called a double magnum. Ah, oh, here you go. Wait, that's what it here's is. Here's where it gets complicated. If the bottle is burgundy shaped. Oh, okay. Which sometimes a little bit more fatter. Yeah. Or meaning it's. Um, Burgundy's like Burgundy's a like pear shaped. Pinot Noir. Yeah, it's fatter on the bottom and tapered over the, the top. top. But whereas a, a Bordeaux bottle it has like tapered tall shoulders. Yes. Um, so a three liter is a double magnum. Okay. But if the bottle is burgundy shaped, it's referred to as a Jeroboam. Oh. A four point five liter is a Jeroboam technically equivalent to six standard bottles. If it's this. well, it may seem confusing since it holds the same name as a burgundy shaped double magnum. The burgundy-shaped 4.5 liter is referred to as a Rehoboam. Holy shit. Exactly. Shit. It gets so wow. complicated okay. for no reason. Then a 6 liter is an Imperial Magnum or Methuselah if it's champagne. Oh I told you God. this gets so complicated. It's too complicated. It holds 600 milliliters, which is the equivalent to 8 bottles. God. And for that, like just knowing and how then, heavy a is. I, I was wrong. I really thought... But I guess, yeah, a Nebuchadnezzar is 20 regular size bottles, but it's 15 liters. So a Salmanzar at 9 liters, a Balthazar at 12 liters, and a Nebuchadnezzar at 15 liters. There's no confusing. Those, Those are that's what just they are. Because right. they probably don't have a lot of right. different. But like I said, the 3 liter, the 4.5, and the 6 liter oh my are very confusing. So confusing. Because like, to me, a 3 liter is a Jeroboam. And because technically... Only if it's in that shape. Right. And then it's, yeah. yeah. So, But it's fun. It's, it is fun. I would love to learn see. learn things, but it's also very good. I would love to see a Nebuchadnezzar and hold it. It's hard to hold. You would need, like, more than one person to pour that. Oh, to pour it, for sure. Because, like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. There is one other. The oh. Solomon. He's 18 liters, equivalent to 24 standard 24? Yeah. So that's even bigger. So he's not ever really shown on like the normal graphs, but I thought there was one other like. One bigger one. Yeah. Jesus. Just and yeah, we got way off track there. Holy Lord. That's whatever. how we do. <laughs> okay. So we're not sure exactly which the next episode will be, but it's going to be one of those probably Chardonnay. Yeah. Um, Chardonnay yeah. for the new year. Right. Why not? Well, you know. So, but we have lots of ideas. We got things in the pipeline. Yes. Aside from finding all of our big bottles. Yes. But if you 
let us know what you want, what you want to hear. That helps us for sure. Eventually, though, we're going to have to start doing some sort of Patreon or something because these wines are going to get expensive. I think it's fun, though, to open a wine that we have anyway, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. For the most part, for sure. Right. All right. You win some, you lose some. Some. Yep. Absolutely. So just full circle. Full circle. What do you rate this last one, the Chateau Neuf de Pop? Oh, man. Um, I would put that at probably, I'd probably put it in 8.5. I'd probably put it higher than that if it wasn't as expensive as it is, if that makes sense. Right, but I feel like you shouldn't rate a wine on its price. On its price. But it factors into, like, my thoughts on purchasing it again, which would be my rating system. Like, would I want to go get this again? But see where that if I think that backfires uh-huh. is that people rating wines higher, they don't just because they were cheap. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if that's, that's how unfair. you rate it, though, you're doing yourself a disservice mm-hmm. by not discovering other wines that might be just as cheap, if not cheaper, that are better. Right. But you're like, oh well, I know what this one is. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it doesn't knock my socks off, but it's. It's, 14 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we'll give it a solid nine. No, no, but I get that. Like, I'm just saying, like, I realize that prices is, is absolutely part of the equation yeah. for everybody, but when you're thinking about how much do I like this wine, think about it first without considering the price yeah. of just like, well, would I buy this again no and matter it's what? It's just getting better as I'm trying to. Oh, by tomorrow? God it's going to be like lights out. Yeah. It's, Anyhow, that's yeah. our rant. I don't know. I think we've been what talking for like it? two hours now. <laughs> Seriously. What's, what would you rate it? Because you're not a red wine. So. No, but this one, it's tasting pretty good to me. I would say, I mean, I don't know. I'm giving it a nine. A solid nine. It really does smell. Ah, it's just, just it's literally getting better and better as we're drinking it. Just getting that air on it. <sighs> I mean, and again, like, thinking about... Sure, we live in Oregon Pinot Noir country. There are a lot of times where we go wine tasting, and I am severely underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And sure, they're young Pinots that you're generally tasting. Usually, yeah. But it's like, it's like, and this is a $40 Yeah, and or 60 like, or 80 And they're or... just, they're a bummer. Yeah. Whereas this, I feel like, is what most people want Oregon Pinot to be. Sure, it's higher alcohol. Yeah. And sure, it's not, It's totally different grapes. But, like, it is that earthy. Earthy, yeah. And because it, it is, surprisingly, as you drink it more, like, it's not heavy. It's, it's really shocking not. how not heavy it is. It, yeah. I mean, it will warm your soul by the sheer amount of alcohol that it has <laughs> in there. But you don't notice that. That's right. The, yeah, it's, it's mellow in the alcohol world, which for and a 14.5, you would think it would be. And it's earthy and, like... Yeah. But it's but it's the perfect balance of earthy and fruit forward. Mm-hmm. It's not like a perfect because it's like it's like tart red cherry. Yes, with like brambly notes. Yeah, I give it's, it a a solid nine for sure. Because again, in the grand scheme of what you can spend on wine, I'm sorry, all things considered, fifty dollars is yeah. Is reasonable as yeah. all get out get when you lucky, think about it. You and when we're talking cheaper. about it's Christmas, fifty dollars is not crazy. No, like it's, think it's, of again, like somebody for the holidays 
a couple years ago uh, brought us that bottle of silver oak. Right. Because, and I get it, it's readily available at any major grocery store as a super high-end wine. But even at wherever they bought it, it was $100 minimum. So, like, and so it's like, and sure, that's, it's a nice gift, mm -hmm. but it's, yeah. I mean, even though it's aged for a while, I doubt that when I open it, I feel like I'm going to rate it as high as I rated this, this one. Well, and I just looked it up on Vivino for anyone who follows Vivino. I, I use this app often. It gives it a 4.3, which in my opinion on Vivino, if, if it's a 4.0. Or even three and a half sometimes. They're rating good. her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's saying average price is forty five eighty six. Yeah. Um, so and that is for the two thousand thirteen. If you can find it. If you can find it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I um, yeah. I'm sure there's lots of other options. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's just it's lovely. Freaking lovely. No. Yeah, I I could drink this all. Day. This is I mean, this is perfect decorating the tree, but wow. also with lots of different food. Like oh yeah, this would be so good. I'll go get some cheese. <laughs> BRB. Oh my goodness. So, well, thank you for tuning in. Please let us know if you have any suggestions for episodes or things that you want to learn about because I always want to learn about them too and Jane knows a ton about all the things. But there's always more to learn. Always. Um, so, yeah. We'll tune in um, next time for sure and we will see you soon or talk to you soon. <laughs> Not see you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Cheers.